0: Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood fangirl. On today's unofficial episode of Meredith is Late Watching Blank, I'm dedicating an entire episode to one of the glimmers of hope and optimism in 2020, a comedy series that was born out of a sports sketch that's on Apple TV+. Plus. It just came out of nowhere and made people believe in something again of course i'm talking about ted lasso which is a comedy series about an american football coach who moves to the uk in order to coach a soccer team pretty simple premise and it should not be as good as it is but spoiler alert it is it is worth every bit of hype you've heard about And deserving of all of the awards, it has won thus far during award season this year. And clearly, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Joining me to fangirl with me over Ted Lasso is friend of the show and Marvelous Geeks podcast host, give it up for Gisini Sophia. Welcome back.
1: Hello. I'm so excited for this one.
0: Me too. It's going to be so delightful and wonderful. Much like the
1: show itself yep where does one even begin where
0: does one begin but before we begin last time you were on you were on talking about Bridgerton season Mm. two and the viscount who loved me which basically that whole episode was just convincing me okay meredith when are you gonna read this book so update i have read the viscount who loved me and my hype level is now through the roof
1: for Season two of Bridgerton, it's... we also have Kate now, and we didn't. We, we do <laughs>
0: the podcast. We got the Kate casting. Like, what was it? Two or so weeks after we recorded that, it was not long after. So Simone Ashley is our Viscountess Bridgerton coming to bless our screens. Hopefully, in the near future. How excited are you about this casting and even the? We've gotten more casting news recently. Like, what's your take on all of this?
1: Other than the fact that my obsession is probably unhealthy. (laughs) The fact that I haven't seen her, I haven't seen sex education, which is what she is known for. But I'm already obsessed with her. And I already trust her. It's like, it's like Rosa when she gets the puppy and she's like, I've only had this. It's a dog, right? And she's like, I've only had it for like two hours. Mm -hmm. If anyone like hurts it, I will kill them and kill myself. Like, this is the fandom with Kate. Protect Simone Ashley at all costs. The obsession is real. Absolutely.
0: I have not watched Sex Education, but clearly, like, the casting team saw something in her that she is going to bring Kate to the screen in a very real, awesome way. Uh, Our Kate Sharma, who I'm so excited to see her go toe-to-toe with Anthony Bridgerton.
1: I think it's going to be so good. I'm excited. I'm not ready for it. Thank God we've got some time to prepare.
0: We have some time. And then we'll get pictures,
1: though, and then we'll be losing it all over again. And it'll just be a cycle. Yep. Just Photoshop is making me lose my mind when people make stuff. I can't imagine seeing actual things. Yeah. Time to, like, chill. Well,
0: I'm also looking forward to hopefully a new picture of... Penelope and Colin which Mm -hmm. was teased the other day on pollen day I'm like please I know y'all are about to film soon can you just take a selfie together please and thank you that would be great
1: they will deliver Nicola Coughlin will always deliver
0: yes always she is such like one more thing I'll say about Bridgerton like she is such a ambassador on Twitter for Bridgerton like every little fan thing like she is so game to like respond to it with every bit of casting news she's been like I'm so excited they're coming in this is going to be great which is awesome considering like we did get the sad news that Reggae is leaving for season two which I wasn't really surprised about the news. I wasn't heartbroken over it, but I understand why people were taking it so yeah. to heart, especially if people hadn't read like Viscount Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you were just like watching it as the series, it'd be like, wait, that doesn't make sense, you know?
1: Right, because he was so many people's favorite characters, which is a testament to his performance because Simon is very forgetful in the books, mm-hmm. sadly. But it's sad. And I, I, I didn't, think he would be a regular for sure but I did at least think that there would be cameos so that is kind of sad and we'll see what happens with Paul Mall but you know he's on to bigger and better yes for sure he's only going up yeah honestly after
0: Bridgerton season one it he's got I'm not worried about this kid he's no. got a bright future ahead of yeah. him
1: a bright future and a large fandom which oh yeah very loyal so totally
0: and speaking of loyal fandoms, I feel indoctrinated now
1: into the
0: Ted Lasso fandom and what a place to be.
1: Well, okay, here's the thing. So we got in talking about Bridgerton and I feel like there's everyone who's on social media to a degree associates me with Bridgerton, which mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, please, always. But Bridgerton was not actually my favorite show of 2020. If I... because. I'm, I'm more so looking forward to season two. So if I had to pick one show from 2020, that is my actual favorite number one, it's Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that, but this show just came in and it it sounds dramatic, but it really, it, it came at the perfect time. It was so healing and it was, I want to say the first time where I had a really good cathartic cry Mm -hmm. after all the pandemic. There's been a lot of bad crying, but Ted Lasso finishing it was the first time where I just sat there and I wept and I felt good about the tears that I was shedding. So I watched it in mid-December. Okay. And it was just so wholesome that I – all the hype. It
0: deserves it. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like I kept seeing people talk on Twitter and hyping up this thing. Like, no, you don't understand. Ted Lasso is like one of the best things I saw in 2020. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, it's getting these nominations for like Golden Globes for SAG. Great. Cool, cool, cool. But I didn't have Apple TV plus. It was something I was like, I don't really want to sign up for another streaming service Mm -hmm. in order to watch this. But after, it was like a couple weeks ago, I had had a really long day and I was like, I feel like I need to reward myself and let's just see what Ted Lasso's about. I'm gonna sign up for a free week trial for Apple TV Plus and let's just do it. Whoa, was I not prepared for how wonderful, wholesome, optimistic needed this show is and was and will continue to be at this point it's unfair and i watched it in less than two days i Mm -hmm. just had to finish it and then uh, at the end of my trial i only had a day left and i was like challenge accepted i watched all of it in a day and still wonderful you know and i hate that i was late on this thing because you know everybody was talking about it and
1: at least this is the first season though so you're not super late in the sense of like because I feel like a show like for example Shits Creek kind of blew up in its fourth third season mm-hmm. when it came to Netflix I think that's when it started to really blow up so at least with Ted Lasso you know this is still fairly early on from the first season to you know watch a show gearing up for the second season so mm-hmm still not late there are still people sleeping on this that i'm just like you guys don't understand where the show is gonna go and you're gonna regret not watching it
0: Mm-hmm. shout out to our friend katie katie <laughs> i hope by the time you listen to this you have already watched yep all of ted lasso because we don't mean to harp on you but like we've been bugging you about this for a reason
1: and like she's going to love this i show. know i Katie is going to love it. And I just, I need all everyone who isn't on board to get on board. Exactly. It's too good. I like you can't let it pass.
0: You can't, which actually my friend Jasmine, I just, who she's been on the show before. I just talked with her like an hour ago and she's like, I'm halfway through the first season of Ted Lasso. And I get it. It's so good. I'm like, yes, I know. Thank you. Like, keep going. It's oh you think it's all it's gotten really good midway through which it does and it just keeps getting getting better better. and not in a progressively like oh the episodes are better it's just wow these characters arcs are getting like better and more or not even more complex but you're seeing them grow and change and you just can't help but root for every single person on screen except for rupert Rebecca's ex-husband yeah. literally everybody else like you just want to Jamie see- by the end of it yes oh my gosh which
1: we got to talk a lot about Jamie yeah I don't know how they did that and I basically turned Thursday scene breakdowns into Ted Lasso scene breakdown days because amazing I can't stop writing about it there I keep rewatching, and every little scene I'm just like I need to talk about this it's like at some points they're gonna get sick of me but i can't stop talking about this show so yes.
0: it's too good it's too good and just want to say before we go any further we are going to talk spoilers in this episode so if you haven't watched ted lasso stop what you're doing go watch ted lasso binge it it'll take about five hours hop back put, push play on this episode and you'll be all caught up because I don't want to ruin the experience for you. Seriously, it's so freaking good. But like, we can't talk about Ted Lasso without really getting into the weeds of like, why it's so good and these characters and the things that we have seen and just, yeah. So you've been warned. (laughs) I feel like they're gone now. (laughs) Yeah, they're gone. It's fine. It's safe now. Okay. I know it's hard to pick, but who are your Top three favorite characters. Stop, I can't do that. I know, I trust me. I have written notes the last time I watched this and I was still like, I could not fully solidify anything but I still made myself be like, oh, I gotta try. So I get it.
1: Okay, well obviously Ted, he, he's the male Leslie Nope. Yes, when he tells me to believe, I'm gonna believe. So the, the only you would say that and, and make that comparison,
0: and it just click instantly. The yes, second. of course he is the male Leslie Nope. Perfect.
1: You can't literally. I just watched episode five, I think, and so that scene, the belief scene, I lost it. How many times have I seen it? I don't know, but I cried again. Mm -hmm. okay i'll believe so ted definitely rebecca grew on me a lot so rebecca's Mm -hmm. definitely second i don't know how to pick a third uh
0: do you want me to let you think on that for a second i'll share some of mine okay so i mean number one character has to be ted lasso like it's really hard not to have him as your number one character because a it's his show and b he's got the most unique arc that he doesn't change a lot during the season but everybody else changes around him and it's a testament to like how good of a guy he is and how he is just seeing the best in people and you just can't help but root for him like as the journalist from the independent was like, I don't really want to see him fail because I just, you can't help but root for him. And I'm like, dang, you get it. So I love him. And even he's got so many interesting, like little moments where you see him break and like going through his divorce from across the pond, like that's insane. And like having a panic attack. And like, you see these moments of him breaking, but it doesn't shake his Belief, it doesn't shake his optimism or his general like demeanor, which is incredible. Which people have been driven to met to being mad over like the biggest things, and he doesn't even waver. It's just amazing. Like the dart scene, iconic. Iconic. He's like, Oh, and I noticed that detail too in the episode before he was writing left-handed. I'm like, oh, he's left-handed. And then when he does like, whoops, I'm left-handed. And he is playing darts against Rupert and then has the gall to like school him in darts and to be able to give him such a speech about be curious, not judgmental. And like, what is, what a message for us in 2021 that we needed to hear
1: I needed another scene breakdown and I had no clue what to choose. Thank you for giving them my choice. No problem. I'm glad
0: I could help. <laughs> another character I really enjoy is Keely. Keely grew on me a lot. Like I thought she was an interesting character from the get-go, but like seeing her progression throughout the season, I just think she's delightful. And uh, I mean... I guess I'll make that my third two, but her with Roy, I love them so much. And I love how her progression through this, through the season is next to Roy's as well. It's just so incredible. And I love how they both like have always like respected each other and then they end up in a relationship that is so like, Wholesome and growing, and like I loved your scene breakdown of you know her encouraging him to remind him that his identity isn't based in him being um, a footballer; it's who he is as a person. And man, like she's so deep. It ah, so good. I
1: think that's what I love about their relationship so much is he's just this big brute and you know, he, he's, there's so much rage inside of him and she is human sunshine, but she's also, I feel like because she has such a past and such a history that generally the way that characters like her are written are not written to be as smart and as warm and as vulnerable as she is. And so Keely comes in and she's just like, you think I'm one way, but actually I'm, I am the answer to everything and she not only helps Roy but Rebecca and even Ted she has so much to offer and I just love how not I it's she's not even complex but she's just so layered Mm -hmm. and constantly surprises you in the way that she operates and I just I adore her so much so I feel like She'll probably be my third because Roy would also want me to pick her as my third.
0: Oh, yes. Roy would, he would yeah. yell at
1: you to include in my Keely. Oh, so,
0: yeah. So he could be fourth. He can be fourth. Which, shout out to Roy for having some of the best lines in the show of like, he is clearly an uncle because he was mouthing, let it go at the karaoke bar, like that he describes a scene in *Step Brothers*. heck this just this past weekend at sag for their opener or whatever they had a sketch from the whole cast of ted lasso and he was like the best ensemble cast is the muppets and he's like fight me and i'm like you will not you will not win that fight we against him. Fight you
1: we agree we agree but yeah there i just Every character blew my mind. And the one thing I really appreciate about the men on this show is that they are, they're really touching on toxic masculinity and they're touching on their vulnerability. And you don't see men having a panic attack. No. You don't see grown men come to a place where they're just like, I don't know who I'm going to be without this. And I don't know what my identity is. And so I love watching this because I did say this in my scene breakdown, but I feel like as women we do have a lot of inspiring people to look at and to say, hey, like, it's okay if I'm not okay. But I feel like men don't have that often. Mm -hmm. So Ted Lasso giving this to men is just something I'm so grateful for as a woman because we need more men like the men on Ted Lasso. Yes,
0: absolutely. There are so many, like, men to choose from for different, like, male personalities to like latch onto, you know mm. like you've got the cocky like Jamie and you see him like making so many breakthroughs you see Roy who's filled with a lot of rage you see Higgins who's been like a f- husband and a father for years and he's kind of dorky you've got Nathan Nate the Great who is starts off so like timid and shy and like come into his own you and then you've got like stoic coach beard who i think underrated character of the entire of the entire first season i want more of him in season two
1: like more about coach beard even he has so much warmth in him because you you see that scene where you know ted has just said his farewell to his wife and he's sitting in on the bench by himself Yes. And so she comes with a drink and they just sit there together. And I'm just in awe of the fact that these are the kinds of scenes we get because they're such a great showcase of friendship and vulnerability and the importance of having people in your circle. And this is a circle that they, they all care about each other so much, even when they're yelling at each other. And even when they don't care. Yeah. The whole team, as much as they can mock each other, there's so much love between all of them it's it's a family
0: and ted lasso turned that team and that entire program
1: into a family
0: yeah and it was
1: magical like you would think that his belief and his optimism would get annoying because nobody is like that which is why i really appreciate them bringing in a panic attack bringing in this this darker side of him and even when he gets angry at nate even when mm mm-hmm. uh, there's that moment in the locker room where he's about to kind of give it to Jamie before he's interrupted by his son. And you see all these things. And it's, there are people like this in the world that are so good and so kind. And yet deep inside, they they hold so much in and nobody asks them if they're okay. And so just watching that scene with Ted breaking down, I was so overwhelmed by it because I was just like you know people like this they don't always have somebody by their side to help them and for Rebecca to be the one by his side to to tell him that we're all basically going crazy is just I have so many feelings about this show and what it's doing because it's so warm and it may it really this is so cheesy but it, it does make you feel a little less alone Which in a pandemic we've all felt very alone. Yes. Which was
0: like you said at the beginning of this, it came at the right time where we where we were at in the pandemic, you know, we're not that still waiting for like news of the vaccine to like this come and kind of be the blanket that we all needed, but also like we were given permission to cry and to feel and to just have that have the glimmer of hope of like, yeah, we're all are going through stuff, but we're gonna get through this together. Which speaking of that, and like speaking of relationships and family, like of season one, what were some of your favorite relationships on the show, whether it be romantic or even friendship wise, which there's so many, I know, like hard to pick faves.
1: I, well, I love the whole team together but obviously I got to give it to Roy and Keeley. They are grump and sunshine, which is one of my favorite tropes ever. And I haven't had one of those ships in a very long time. I feel like the last time I had, it was probably three or four years ago. I honestly cannot remember. I have to like think back to when the last time we had a good grump and sunshine ship and they embody it to the T. Oh yeah. Uh, So they're, they're at number one, protect them at all costs. I love a good female friendship, so. Rebecca and Keeley for sure. The diamond Dogs. I want them to give me love advice. Yes, I would never uh, go to bed for love advice, but I want them to give me love advice. I hope they have jackets next season or totally. something. They would, you know, they would, or oh, like totally to go mugs, something. And Ted would make it for them for a Christmas gift or something. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I, I want probably those would be my top. And then I, I could ship Ted and Rebecca if they ever got to a point where that was a potential. But mm. I want the recipe for these biscuits more than anything. Right. When are they going to reveal that to us?
0: Well, binging with Babish on YouTube, he did a, uh, he recreated what he thought was in the shortbread biscuits using brown sugar, which it's actually a pretty like, I wouldn't say it's an easy recipe, but it's like doable uh, or as close as we get to an an official recipe, but I highly recommend checking that out and making you some uh, shortbread biscuits for yourself. Yeah,
1: like little pink boxes to hold them in. Yes. It feels the same. Have, you have to have that. Little things like that that are just so wholesome because- You know, we've watched a lot of shows where people doing things like that can be seen as a gross gesture. But with Ted, it's just it's so pure. And he's just doing it out of the kindness of his heart just because he realizes that no one's ever really gone out for this woman. Mm -hmm. They've just feared her and then broken her. And he's just like, I'm going to make her biscuits because why not? Mm hmm.
0: And something like that, which is like very, like making biscuits, that's such an English thing to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's already a fish out of water, but here he is perfecting like the biscuit, you know, that she was having her own like ratatouille moment, you know, of eating it and feeling, whoa, this is, makes me think of childhood. And, and yeah, like you said, every, she's so used to people like fearing her, looking down on her, having a lot of opinions on her and especially like in the context of her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So to have somebody really trying to get to know her, she was very put off by that at first and then to see her like respond so enthusiastically when like the whole team wrote the high boss message of themselves. Awesome. Amazing. And you can see her loving that and like really feeling like connected to the team as opposed to just
1: own it, you know? her apology. Oh genuine. my gosh, it, it's enough. That's how you apologize. You own up to every malicious intent that you had. You put it all on the table and you really pour your heart. And she did. She held nothing back. And I love and and of course, Ted was going to forgive her. But I feel like it's also the way that she did it. It was genuine. Yeah, she knew that it was genuine. And the way that she's just not a hugger, but the, she hugged him because No one has ever shown her such grace in anything. Mm -hmm. And the layers the layers keep picking them apart and you can still find so much. And comedies don't always do this in such a way where you can find it as much as you can if that makes sense. Like I I love the comedies we watch but there's something so different about Ted Lasso which is why when I finished that I was just like I have to review this show weekly, and I, I I don't I've never done that for comedy except the last season of Parks. Mm-hmm. Like that says something about me because I I review the angsty stuff. Yeah, like
0: you said, it's it's so unique to have a comedy series with so many layers involved with it that you can't help but find another little detail that just makes it even better in the same way that we that we do for drama shows or like mysteries or like as we're picking details together like i love wandavision because you find so many little ways to connect once you get further on into the season like you see the breadcrumbs where they've been and you see that with ted lasso very clearly having Ted give toy soldiers to different people and then to end the season giving Jamie one of those to protect him after seeing his interaction with his father incredible I'm and I'm still
1: not ready to write about that scene because how do you words
0: how do you and but like he gave his the first person Ted gave a toy soldier to was rebecca you know after the press room and you know that guy being a jerk bringing up rupert's new girlfriend they have the same name you know it's just so
1: wonderful and wholesome and i just love this show so much oh my gosh <laughs> no, I, i'm getting to a point where i'm just like i really hope people are not sick of scene breakdowns because i don't want to stop There are a lot of things I can write about and pick on, but I want to just write about Ted Lasso because every time I rewatch, I'm just like, oh my God, I didn't notice this. I have 101 feelings right now and I need to lie down. If anyone gives you any problems about writing
0: another scene breakdown of Ted Lasso, please send them my way. I will go Roy Kent on them because no one is gonna make you feel bad for talking about something so delightful and
1: so deep and so layered no, we will have none of that here. It's so good. And Roy Kent approves of my scene breakdowns because Brett Goldstein approves, so. <laughs> I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh. Yeah, He uh, he's shared two of the ones that I featured for Roy and like called me out, sing- like singled me out. And I was just like, oh, what is happening right now? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So all the stuff about vulnerability that I've written about Roy, Brett Goldstein has seen and shared. So it's really incredible because. I, hey, you you want to do right by the people who are doing right by you. Yes, exactly. So I was like, oh, God, here. Oh, my God, it was. And I very rarely fangirl over people reading stuff with Marvelous Geeks. But I woke up in the morning and I was just like, what's happening? What is happening? So I, like, I, I did not know how to function. <laughs> Yeah, a few hours. Oh, my
0: goodness. I mean, I would freak out. So that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Want to stop.
1: It's too good. So and We get season two so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready, but I am. Season two should
0: have been here yesterday. But, you know, I digress. It's fine. Really briefly, I just wanted to say favorite relationships. I also agree. Roy and Keeley must be protected at all costs. Rebecca and Keely love that friendship so much. On the Rebecca Ted route or potential shipping them. I right now
1: I'm not in a place that I can. I like yeah, where they're at right now. now. But I know I feel like we might get there. Yeah. I we might sprinkle in more. Mm-hmm. So if it gets there, I'll be on board.
0: Yes. Agreed but as of now, I like where it's at. And I like that Ted uh, is not in a relationship right now. You know, he is still reeling with, he is now divorced and like seeing him like say that he felt like that is the only
1: thing he's failed at in his life. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I love what his wife says that you're not failing or giving up on this. You're just letting go. And that's the the whole thing with what's happening with them both of them is they are two people that really need to be alone right now Mm -hmm. and they need to find themselves away from a relationship but also find themselves with this team and their Mm -hmm. place with this team because they're both kind of not failing at that but he's still a wanker to all of (laughs) and she she's getting to that place where she loves the team and she's not just doing it to hurt Rupert. So yes. there's, there's so much growth that needs to happen for that to ever happen. So mm-hmm. if it gets there, I'd be on board, but for now, I love that there's there the growth is happening like on parallel lines. Yes. So-
0: Agreed. Also honorable mention at relationship that I want to shout out Ted and coach beard, because I think they're perfect. And, uh, Rebecca and Higgins honestly I love their dynamic and especially as the season goes on because he's kind of an underling to her and then getting to the place where she goes to him to hire him back and how their friendship has grown over the season like I love that so much and while I my favorite character arcs I gotta say like I love Rebecca's I think that's my number two, but I cannot talk, get on this podcast and talk about Ted Lasso without talking about Nate the Great, Nathan's character art, because when I cried during that final episode of him get becoming assistant coach, I Marvel was not prepared. Breakdown. Yeah, your breakdown. Like, oh my gosh. It's so wonderful to see Nathan being a punching bag to somebody who is liked and respected by his team. Rebecca even knows his name, all of it is just so wonderful. And I just, I love him so much. i I cannot wait for more, to more of Nate and seeing where he continues to grow into his role as an assistant coach. Like I'm so excited for him in season two
1: that's the thing i love so much about this and to, to 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 spoil the scene breakdown as if that could happen but like that's what i talk about is like good people on this show get rewarded and they get rewarded because people see them and so ted saw nate from the very beginning mm-hmm. took time for everyone else to see nate and then they don't wait to reward him this didn't take four or five seasons for nate to get somewhere they immediately chose to reward him And that alone is something that I just think is so important because that's how it should be in real life.
0: Mm -hmm. People like
1: Nate should be rewarded for the hard work. And to see that on screen, it's just, it fills you with so much hope because you're just like, I hope every Nate in the world gets this kind of treatment. And they Mm -hmm. would go all out for him. They would make it a big deal. It's not just, oh, here's a document, sign this, your assistant coach down. No, they're going to go big the whole team is going to be involved. They're going to stage something. They're going to get a cake like you're going to have little... a case
0: with the whistle and it's just like ready to bestow upon him. He's going to blow the
1: whistle in like it's... <laughs> the way that they handle that scene and the way that they chose to reward this character so early on just speaks so highly of this show and where they care about their characters going and that's what I love so much about it is that This isn't a plot-driven show. This isn't just about soccer. This isn't just about winning or losing. This is about where their characters start and where they end up. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's always number one is sacrifice the plot, but let the character's journey be organic. And this was just too perfect. Mm -hmm. Feelings. I have so many feelings about this.
0: All the feels. All the feels. One honorable mention that upon rewatch of Ted Lasso that I was actually impressed with like you see character growth through out pretty much everybody except for Rupert and one of those being like the pub patrons that like were yelling at him saying you suck you wanker all this stuff and then by the end of the season they still have a lot of they have more respect for him but they're like you did okay, but you're still a wanker. You know, like you see their relationship grow every time like Ted hops into the pub or whatever. And like, I don't know, I felt that was worth mentioning. And I kind of hope I see more of them in season two, just like giving offhand comments or like if another player comes in, like the scene when like the entire team was in the pub and they were just like stunned. It was so great.
1: Well, there's also the scene when they actually win the game and uh, yes. and uh, Ted are standing together and he goes, listen, do you hear them? And he's like, well, it's, it's the same word. And he's like, it's the same word, but it, it sounds different. And it's just such a beautiful moment to see them both standing there and to hear it and to hear the difference in how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Little things like that that are done so organically just blow my mind.
0: Mm hmm. Yes, just all of it is incredible. And like you said, you know, the way that they're able to do this so organically that it doesn't feel like forced by any means. It it feels like this is the team. The fans would not immediately still glom on to Ted Lasso, but to see the small changes, the small ways that they like recognize, okay, they he brought us a win. Maybe he doesn't suck after all. And you see that change. And even the hope build up in the fan base, like for that final game, how devastating was it that they were all like so on a high that they tied the game only to like lose in the final minute was just like devastating. I like mourned that with him.
1: I was broken. I have never cared about soccer this much. And I was like, I would give anything for this fictional soccer team to have something. It felt like a real loss when, you know, your team doesn't win right before the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even at the Super Bowl. That was Bowl. me
0: this past year with the yep. Buffalo Bills. They lost the AFC Championship.
1: Devastated. That was me the year before. You you sit there and you're just kind of like, it's a very bizarre feeling, and that's exactly what happened when they lost on Ted Lasso. I was just sitting there, wanting to do something for all of them, but I was like, they're fictional. But also, even that felt organic. And mm-hmm. you know, when Ted gave the speech that you know we're gonna come back after this, we're be like a goldfish cry, but I wept. Like I finished that final episode and I just sat in my bed and I wept for a good 20 minutes, probably just ugly crying it all out because there was so much hope in an episode that ended really sadly, Mm -hmm. but to see that. And so I love what Ted says about, you know, but look around, like we're, you're not alone in any of this. Mm-hmm. That's what it just all of it it broke me, but it put me back together in all the ways that I needed. Yeah. Could not
0: have said that any better. So obviously we're super excited. We love season one of Ted Lasso. We cannot wait for season two. It season two can't come fast enough. What are you hoping to see in season two?
1: Well, for starters, what's going to happen to Roy? Like we going to play, is he going to, you know, go through more training or is he just going to like come to accept that my time has come, I need to retire. Obviously he would still be part of the team in some way. So it's not like he would be gone, but that progression, I'm really excited to see where Jamie's gonna go, which again, I cannot believe I care about him because up until that final moment, I was just like, you are trash, get out of my face. But I wanna see where he's going and you know, see him maybe try to break away from his father and find ways of to be vulnerable with other people and to open up and to potentially heal from clearly what's been years of living in someone's shadow, living under a ton of pressure and projecting that onto everyone. I want, well, all the things I want Roy and Keeley to take like a big step in their relationship mm-hmm. because I think they deserve that. She should make him mushy peas. No, that that's not sound good at all. Anything, everything. Yeah. I'm really worried
0: about Roy because I can't imagine not having him around and you know, if he's not playing, like how is he still involved with Richmond? Like are we gonna see him adapt to life outside of playing soccer? Like I'm really interested in that and I hope we don't say goodbye to him by any means because I like I, I doubt it. I I as of now I don't think that would be the case, but like I'm still saying it just to say like please don't get rid of him. We love him. And like you, I want to see his him and Keely continue to grow in their relationship, taking bigger steps because they only went on their first date by like episode eight. So there's still so much for them to grow into together. And I am here for it. I can't, I will be with them every step of the way, you know? And honestly, I would love to see because we've got hints of this, if Roy is done with soccer, I would like to see him and Jamie form a friendship or a mentorship. You Uh know, like going from like starting fights in the locker room to like Roy becoming somebody that like Jamie really respects and values. Like, I think that would be
1: so amazing. I trust this show with growth in relationships, platonic Mm -hmm. or romantic more than any show right now, and I really hope that it does not disappoint me because I I'm putting so much hope into it because they they told me to believe yes so yes they did and I better not be let down mm-hmm. which I doubt we will because I really think that they understand what they're doing with what they want the show to be and where they want it to go so we got three seasons so far so
0: exactly. Like the fact that it already was renewed for season three, like, shows me that they know where their story is going, they know what they're doing, and I have like full confidence in them to be able to continue to deepen these characters to see growth from all of them in various ways. And something that I'm looking forward to in season two is I want to spend more time with some of the other characters that we've gotten, like. Isaac, for instance, he became the captain at the end of season one. And so I'd like to get to know him more. I love Danny Rojas. Can we have more of him? Football is life. What sunshine. Like there are. Ted Lasso is a ray of sunshine, but then like Danny Rojas is a ray of sunshine, like the Energizer bunny. He just keeps going.
1: And it's a whole like. You can't help but smile, like just grin so big that your mouth hurts. Because you, how how do you not when it's that pure?
0: Mm-hmm. I you just can't you can't not. Nope. And also because he is such a ray of sunshine, I hope he and Sam become like better friends.
1: Yeah. Um, Because
0: I think they have kind of like that same energy, and I think they would. They would be best buds if I'd obviously I want more Coach Beard. I just want more of his story. I think he's just so great with some of these gyms and even like his rare moments of like frustration with Ted, like from giving him the silent treatment to his outburst at the pub. Like he definitely has he's a very deep thinking guy, and he chooses I think he chooses his words very carefully. So when he does have those moments like it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Uh,
1: They've all got such interesting layers that you mm-hmm. can't help but pick them apart because they're so fascinating. They're just
0: so good. And I mean, yeah, I want more diamond dogs. I want them to like give me uh all the advice in the world. Like
1: weekly meetings. Call them up. Yeah. Weekly meetings like with the diamond dogs. How lovely would that be? That's all I need. And I was going to say one more thing. I, I want to see Rupert brought down. Oh, like yes. Really, but I, I want to see the his character just crushed. crushed. Even though that that's not Ted Lasso fashion. But slowly putting him in his place. And if anyone can grow on this show, he can. Probably by season like seven. Yeah. Still.
0: Well... I think like we've gotten to see a little bits of it with him, the dart scene and the pub, him being taken down a peg in front of a bunch of people who look up to him and think, yeah, everything was better when he was in charge of Richmond, like to see him be humble in that way. And was he is not above like that. And I think we will get to see more of that. Also, the same guy who plays Rupert, he plays King Uther on Merlin BBC. So as soon as I saw him walk into frame, I'm like, oh, he's a jerk. I know exactly what's about to happen. And I was proven right. I love Merlin BBC. I think it's great. It's so cheesy, but whatever. But I mean, like you said, this is Ted Lasso. So like, we could see him like, grow a heart or like him and rebecca get to a place of actual reconciliation or at least like some kind of understanding forgiveness peace yeah exactly
1: well he also has you know his his new wife has a child on the way so how is that child going to be raised like a or a ted lasso and oh I trust that what they'll do with it will be really fascinating, but I, I want him to know who's boss, and that's Ted. That you can't top Ted Lasso ever. Yeah, you just right. can't. I, I wish Ted and Leslie Nope would meet so bad. Could you imagine if the two
0: of them were in each other's lives and like the bake sales they would have, the gift giving that they would do, the teams that they would manage
1: they would be actually unstoppable it would no one would be able to handle that the world would be a much better place than it is for real oh my gosh yeah
0: which I would imagine they would just be like best of friends nothing romantic by any means but like he would respect her and like have her like take the lead on some stuff, but then like she being the awesome person that she is would like make sure Ted got recognition
1: and would implement. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing he would vote for, her, for president. Oh totally. You would campaign, wear t-shirts, my best bud Leslie. You know I'm with Leslie is. with like an
0: awesome. arrow.
1: <laughs> so him and Ben would be great friends. Oh it, my gosh. Be, yes. If I could take two casts and bring them together, this would be it. Roy and Ron Swanson would be, oh. oh my gosh. So, this is what I'm going to be like in the future. I could roll with this.
0: <laughs> he could give, and especially seeing like, you know, how Ron like it has kids and, you know, he talks
1: about Doc McStuffins. Like, Roy can relate to that, you know? I'll watch Frozen on a Loop. <laughs> Ron would be like, I hate London. Roy would be like, Yeah, I feel that same.
0: Yes to be like, look, a clock. And he was like, do you want to go to a pub? He'd be like, I would indeed. And they would walk off. Oh my gosh. That would be
1: glorious. I need it.
0: Unfortunately, Ted Lasso is under Warner Brothers and Apple. So there's no way we could actually make that happen. But like, I still want to live in the world where like we- things have happened. This is true. This is true. Put it out
1: into the universe, maybe something
0: anybody listening with uh, the powers at be to do this. Um, hi, hello. Yeah, we need like, oh my gosh, I know how they could do it. Hear me out. Jason Sudeikis could host SNL. Amy Poehler comes back. They both do the monologue yep. as Ted Lasso and Leslie Nope. Boom, done, yep. did
1: it. Ratings Boom, would be up. through the roof. Who's gonna orchestrate this this is the most iconic thing that will come from television in 2021 if it happens in 2021 or whatever year no one will stop talking about it No,
0: no one would make it happen please somebody at nbc who hears this take it it's yours i don't need credit just make it happen
1: believe in it it might so wholesome so pure
0: So wholesome and pure, and so is this conversation to be able to chat with you about this incredible show, and I hate that I slept on this, but never again. You didn't take long,
1: so we're good.
0: Yes, this is true. Hopefully by the time season two comes out, I will be in a place where I can add on another streaming service so I don't have to worry about just the week-long trial again. Yeah, so I'm ready for it. Same. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, where can the people find you?
1: At the Twitter, at Marvelous Geeks, and then at Lady Geeks Pod, and then at Gisana Sophia if you care about all my weird ramblings about other stuff.
0: <laughs> they are not weird ramblings. Come on. Just the
1: cluster of feelings all the time.
0: Sure. I mean, they're okay. all they're all within reason, you know. It's fine. And always you can follow me at Meredith Loftus on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Fangirl Forum Pod. Thank you so much for joining. We are Richmond, and I hope you have a fantastic day. See you next time. Bye.